You're listening to Boston Strongcast, a place where we talk all things powerlifting, strength, and the occasional scientific nerd session. I'm your host, Kevin Can, the owner of Precision Powerlifting Systems, strength coach and competitive powerlifter in the USAPL. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get stronger together. Hey guys, this is Kevin Kim with Boston Strongcast. Uh, I'm going to do a little solo episode today uh, between my lifters, and I've posted about it on on the internet a few times. Um, so the topic that I'm going to discuss today is missing reps in training. So when I first started, obviously, like one of the big aspects behind doing a Shaco program, a submaximal lower RPE program, is that the argument is, from a psychological standpoint, is that it builds confidence. And that you just build success while in the gym because you don't miss reps, right? So you get in the habit of making repetitions. And I do believe that um, there is some efficacy to that. Um, the problem is, is you don't get the same psychological arousal from submaximal weights that you do from maximal weights. So I do think it's a little bit, a little bit different uh, from that aspect. Now, as I've gone along over time. Um, I was kind of talking about this, so I have a Patreon channel now where I put a, videos of the information about how our training programs work. So I was doing one on dynamic systems theory the other day, and I was explaining that when the team was running a more Shaco type template, everybody's technique would look good with the submaximal weights. But the problem was, is when we got to a test, there were quite a few lifters that had literally like a bout of anxiety worrying about maxing out their lifts. And so what would happen is when they would have these bouts of anxiety, their performance would suffer. So the technique didn't look the same as it did in the gym with the submaximal weights. A lot of times they'd miss reps just because they were so nervous and the technique breaking down, right? It's a, it's a combination to actually miss reps. Um, and, and then the other thing that would happen is it, a lot of them would just be scared to miss a rep. Like, I don't know if that fear of missing just comes, you know, as a result of, as a beginner, you're just told you, you should go nine for nine all the time. Or if you don't hit a PR, maybe you feel like you're not getting stronger. Like there's all these like weird um, pressures that I think that lifters, especially beginners, put on themselves. I remember hearing a... I think it was an interview with Jennifer Thompson when she was saying when she had first started lifting that going nine for nine was like a hole in one in golf. It just didn't happen. Um, and at your more competitive meets, it is rare that you see people going nine for nine. If people are really pushing themselves and really trying to, you know, get the placing that they think that they can get and really compete, you're going to miss reps. You know, I think part of the training process is learning to miss, not being scared to miss because of that fear of failure definitely will hold people back. And to quote Louis Simmons um, on an interview that he had, he said, you need to fail to succeed. Um, and I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. So, you know, the fact that we do more max effort stuff, it's important that the lifters get near or at maximal attempts in, in the gym. Um, and when this happens, you're going to miss repetitions. You know, one of the things about missing repetitions is it shows that you're challenging yourself, that you're really getting close to maximal at times. Um, I think, you know, in the same converse, in the same lecture that I was giving for the Patreon channel on dynamic systems theory, I was talking about the importance of error and learning. So like the mistakes that we make are what actually teach us the biggest lessons. So that's what I think Louis Simmons was getting to with the you need to fail in order to succeed is those times that you fail or you miss a repetition, that error teaches you 
something about you as a lifter. You know, when you regroup after that miss and it's and you know it's a technique thing and you can change it, come back and hit it maybe that day, or we spend the next week working on repetitions, good repetitions, building that efficiency so that we can come back and hit that five-pound PR on that same variation two weeks later. Like, that teaches you a lot. That allows you to find that technical inefficiency, work on that technical inefficiency, and challenge that technical inefficiency all within one small wave. And I think a lot of programs don't do that. The the strive for greater technical efficiency takes longer over time, and you don't even know how it's going to transfer over to the heavier weights if you don't have that psychological arousal in there um, while they're training because that psychological piece will change movement strategies. And also, it's a different skill to actually lift heavier weights. Um, 70 to 80% feels a lot different on your back. It moves a lot differently than maximal um, maximal attempts. So those errors teach you a lot. And maybe sometimes you just miss it. <clears throat> You get out from that under that bar and you're like, I was nervous or I didn't fully attack the weights. Like you will learn. And even, even if sometimes if you're pushing yourself, sometimes it's just too fucking heavy. And if it's too heavy, you learn to make better decisions moving forward. And what it lets me do as a coach is I get to see the lifters compete every single week in the gym. Um, and seeing them compete is really important for me in choosing attempts when they get to the platform. So at nationals this past year, we completed 92% of our attempts on that platform. So this is under the stricting judge, the strictest judging of all the competitions we go to on a given year. Um, we also had uh, two lifters compete at the Arnold, one in the pro American, she went eight for nine and she only missed a squat because it was too heavy. Um, and it was close, right? So, but still going eight for nine, that's, it's really good. Um, especially in a competition like that. So we're, and there were PRs. So when we're hitting PRs and, and even at nationals, like for all those lifters, eight out of nine lifters that competed at nationals hit total PR. So it's not like we're being ultra conservative on the platform, but we've learned how to compete. We've learned how to deal with our emotions. We've learned how to come back from a miss. So obviously, if we were all going nine for nine, that's 100%. So a lot of the lifters were able to come back from a miss and execute the rest of the way through the competition. And that's one skill of competing that I think a lot of coaches miss in the training process is you'll see a lifter miss an attempt on the platform, and then they're sulking about it for a long period of time. And of course, these aren't your top-level lifters, right? But some of them are very strong. And that type of emotional behavior is something that's really stopping them from making that that next step into being a more competitive and a more elite-level lifter is hanging, hanging your head after a miss. Yeah, it sucks when you miss an attempt. But if you're missing a – so, for instance, at the Arnold, when Jess missed her third squat, you got to come back from it, and you got to be able to hit all three bench, and you got to come back after that, and you got to be able to hit your deadlifts. Um, so Jess was able to come out in that competition and – go six for six the rest of the way. And it was an all-time deadlift PR, and she grinded out what matched her best-ever bench um, on the on the platform. And being able to execute under those situations, like if there was that fear of missing again, that third bench press probably doesn't happen. And now you're looking at four for six going into pulls, and then maybe the confidence isn't there at the end of the day to pull that deadlift PR. So learning to do this in the gym, I think, is extremely important. And if you come and you watch PPS lift, none of us are scared of missing reps. 
So it, it, it happens, and it happens quite frequently in the gym. And I would say as a team, we miss probably more repetitions in training than most teams will out there. Um, and a lot of people will look at will look at that and say, oh, well, you just shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, here's what I have to say to them. Fuck you. Like, think for yourself. So just, just because I read some blog articles that Ed Cohen wrote back in the day for Elite FTS or some other publication, it doesn't mean it's right. And it doesn't mean it's right for the people in which you're coaching. And I understand, like... He's probably the greatest power lifter of all time, and he said never to miss reps, but just regurgitating words without going through the experience of actually seeing what works, I don't care. Like, that's what he found works for him. I believe what he has to say, and that makes sense for him. But once other people just start regurgitating those words, I don't really care as much. That message loses a lot of its a lot of its efficacy when it hits my ears. So... What I found from missing reps is it teaches us quite a bit. It teaches us where our weaknesses lie. So all weaknesses are going to be mental, technical, or physical, right? And like I said, if it's just too heavy, that's a physical weakness. If it's technical, well, we got something to work on. If it's mental, we got something to work on. So it allows me to constantly analyze training and to be able to see where the strengths and weaknesses of each lifter lie and how they're continually evolving. If you're not uh, getting close to maximal attempts in the gym, it's nothing more than guesswork. Like you can use an estimated one RM all day long to, to judge the progress. However, you don't know if you're not eliciting that psychological piece to it. If you're not challenging their technique under those closer to maximal loads, if you're not doing those things, you really don't know how it's going to turn out. Like predicting an estimated one rep max based off of 70 to 80% reps when there's no psychological arousal, where technique's a lot easier, the physical components are a lot easier. Um, you can you can miss the mark quite a bit on this. And for us, lifting heavy like we do, getting to max or very, very close to it on a continual basis allows me to actually see. And of course, we change positions and everything else, so I can kind of see how each position uh, matches up with other positions and then we can go, we can go from there. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people have like made comments that, um, and they're joking around. These weren't like taken the wrong way by any means. And I actually don't, I don't care that people disagree with me with this stuff. And I, I welcome it because it is something that I think is probably not discussed as much as what it should be in the powerlifting world, missing reps in training. Um, but you know, some people say that I, I love missing reps and that's not the point. I don't love missing reps, but missed reps happen. You know, in any sport, you're not going to literally powerlifting, you're not going to bat a thousand on every maximal attempt you go for. If you are, that means you're not pushing yourself enough. A missed repetition, a missed repetition here or there in training lets me know that that lifter is really pushing themselves. Um, you know, with that said, I don't want them missing all the time. That's just fucking stupid. Um, because there is a there is a breaking point where missing too many repetitions can absolutely crush confidence and can derail any type of momentum that you're building. But part of that is the coach being able to guide expectations and understanding of how training goes for sure. But I don't want a lifter coming out week one, hitting something really heavy, adding weight, missing. Coming out week two, doing the same thing. Week three, doing the same thing. It's another, it's a secondary reason why in between max effort days, sometimes I throw a lot of rep work. So if I have a lifter that is missing repetitions in training too frequently, I I will throw in more repetition work on Maybe it's even every other week. So typically what we do is on week one, let's say the lifter hits a true max on a variation or they miss 
right? Because I do do this often when they do miss or they miss. So I guess let me back up a little bit. So if they miss, so let's say somebody squats, high bar wide stance squat, it's 500 pounds. They hit that. Then they go up to 525 and they miss. I may put, if it's a lifter that doesn't miss frequently in training, I may just put 505 on there. And we'll come in, we'll beat the 500, we'll leave with a win, and we'll move on from there. If it's a lifter that misses more frequently, I'll automatically just go to reps. So we might take 80% of that last made attempt, which would be 500 pounds, and we'll take it for you know four or five doubles or triples, and, and we'll move on from there. So that way they're getting that good repetition. They're getting a lot of made reps. And at the end of the day, their percentage of made reps is going to be much, much higher, as opposed to if every week they're just missing they're missing repetition so there are times that i will do those things um and we can use those reps in there just to make sure that they're they're not getting into a position that they're missing so many repetitions that they're losing momentum and they're losing confidence um and if a lifter does get there there is a there is a point where the coach needs to gain some momentum back so whether that's putting them in a position they're a little bit stronger in um or giving them a variation so i like to use accommodating resistance in training like not only for the physical and the technical components of what it brings but also the mental so if i have a lifter that's really struggling with confidence and losing some momentum if you can put them in a position with accommodating resistance and they can lock out greater than there so you can overload the top of it a little bit and they're locking out greater than their one rm I think there's a lot of positives that can come from this because, so let's say that same lifter has a 500 pound squat and they, they missed 500 and you know, the following week it's even less that grinded out 480 type of thing. And a lot of these cases, it's just, we got to manage fatigue better when these things happen. You give them a little break from it and fatigue is both mental and physical. So sometimes just giving them a little bit of a break from max effort work, whether it's one week, few days, that's all, that's all it takes sometimes. And same thing from the physical component of it, just letting them kind of restart their battery a little bit. Um, what I might do is in that next wave, just come back from there and maybe we just put them in a position where, you know, I give them lighter bands, so maybe some doubled up minis, which for my height's about 120 pounds of band tension. And maybe we do like some type of box squat or pin squat or something with those bands that they can overload, right? So even if they only get 405 or something on that variation, when you add the 120 to it, you're looking at 525. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm overloading the top. So it felt good to, you're feeling the weight on your back, you're gaining some confidence. So there's some psychological aspects that you can kind of boost from using accommodating resistance. And of course you want to try to use it in a position that they need to improve in, um, you know, where the, but where the top end is still at their one RM or a little bit above. I, I do think there's some, um, a lot of psychological positives that come from that, um, from that there. So, you know, I don't love missing, but I also don't mind missing. Now, if you are missing too much, so if you are that lifter missing too much, then your training skill sucks, and that's something we need to improve. But missing those reps has allowed us to identify that. Like if, if you don't, if you have a hard time as a lifter identifying what you're capable of lifting on a given day, it means that at a competition, if you're telling me you're confident at a given weight and I see something a little bit different, I'll put more weight, obviously, in um, 
in what I'm seeing if it's a lifter that misses a lot of reps. But if it's a, a lifter that's very aware and has a, a high training skill and they come off a platform from a second attempt and they give me a number that they want and they do typically hit those repetitions in training, it gives me – I'll give them a little bit more leeway on choosing that attempt. Um and it just makes our discussions a lot better and it allows us to be more accurate on the platform. So this is a big reason why we completed 92% of our attempts at nationals, um, which is an extremely high number for nine lifters all hitting PRs at a very strict judged uh, competition. So you know, I, I understand and I do where that like old school thinking comes into play where it's, you know, don't miss reps in training, save it for the platform. I've literally heard that argument before too. But, you know, if you look at it, we get our missing, our misses out in training, right? If we're completing that high of a percentage of our attempts, and part of it is just because I know their capabilities. I see them challenge their capabilities on a day-to-day -day basis. So by the time we get to a competition, I know what they're capable of hitting. It just, I have a a better data set. I know everybody's like all hung up on this collecting data approach in training. The only data I need is their best lifts of all the variations that we use and just to watch them lift, see how they challenge themselves, how they respond to challenges, what weights they're capable of lifting, what weights they're capable of lifting in various positions and how those stack up to one another. Like we learn a lot just from having our PR board of all the variations with each lifter. So we're not saving the misses for the platform. We're missing in the gym so that we don't miss on the platform. And that's what, playing sports my whole life, that's literally what practice was for. Practice was to get out those errors, to see what you're capable of, where your strengths and weaknesses lie, and come up with a game plan so that you can execute on game day. And I don't think powerlifting should be any different than that. So I would much rather my lifters miss more in the gym so that we can get those kinks out of the way. We cannot be scared of the weights. We cannot be scared of missing. And we can execute better come game day. And like I said before, I do understand that like approach of, oh, don't miss weights in training but what i've found to be the experience in that if you don't miss weights in training you get scared to miss on the platform because now under competition settings when pressure's a little bit higher uh, emotions are a little bit higher lifters get scared to miss weights and again we're not talking world champion top level lifters we're talking the majority of the lifters that are going to be competing in competitions the majority of the lifters that i coach and the majority of the lifters that the majority of the coaches listening to this coach you know there's those world champion lifters can get away with that more in training and maybe they don't want to miss as much because it'll ruin their confidence but they're extremely confident to begin with and that's why they're a top level lifter so their needs are going to be very different and even with that said it doesn't mean i would treat them any differently here i would just be more willing to bet that a top level lifter like that just misses way less in training because they know what their body's capable of on a given day as they're warming up as they're hitting their heavier attempts they know when they shouldn't do something and they know when they should do something. So uh, to steal this quote from Anthony Oliveira, who stole it from Dave Hoff, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I think more elite lifters do know when they can do something, but they shouldn't. 
Um, and that's just increased training skill that comes with, with time and experience. So if I want to get my lifters to that point, missing repetitions is going to help them get there. It's going to help them redefine that training skill. It's going to help me identify their strengths and weaknesses. I think it's an, it is an important aspect of training and it helps, it helps them understand how training works and what training is for. And again, I'm going to just like reemphasize this point. Training is for missing reps at times. It's for, it's for making mistakes so that you don't make those same mistakes on the platform. So that by the time that competition rolls around, you're battle tested and you're ready to compete and you know what you're capable of. And you've literally, it's, it should be the easiest day of any training cycle. And for us, in a lot of cases it is. And I think once a lifter becomes okay with missing, not being okay with missing reps, like of course there's like, when it happens, you're like, fuck, that sucks. But you snap out of it, you make a good decision and you move on. And I think the second that lifters start doing that, the sport also becomes more enjoyable. When you don't care about missing a rep, you know, and you just, all you care about is going out there, having the right attitude and giving everything you got. And this is what I say to my lifters a lot of times, right? Because this is a sport you really don't get a lot of a lot of PRs in, right? They're very infrequent and they don't happen um, they don't happen a ton. But this is a sport where if you have the right attitude and the right effort and you put yourself in the right positions, the whole idea of this sport is to give yourself the opportunity to hit a PR. Right. And yes, you're going to miss some of those. And I think, I think this, this frame of mind is important, uh, to consider. So if you have the frame of mind that I have to hit this PR cause hitting this PR means that I'm getting stronger. Or if you have the frame of mind where, Hey, I, I just had a very good repetition there. That's allowing me to have this opportunity to take this PR attempt. And even if you miss it, you still performed well enough to put that weight on the bar, that your coach believed in you, that you believed you could do it, and that you put that weight on the bar. And when you miss it, you'll now know what it'll take for you to actually hit that weight. So you're, you're always closer under those circumstances to hitting a PR than what you think, even if you miss it, right? Because whether it's mental, technical, physical, you're going to have a good idea of what went wrong on that repetition. The next time, chances are you're going to be better off. But if you have this, this frame of mind that if I don't hit a PR, I'm not getting stronger and you sulk about it and this sucks and that sucks. I did an entire talk on factors limiting strength that's on the Patreon channel now. And those psychological factors negatively affect strength. Top level athletes do not have that frame of thought. Um, just finished watching The Last Dance uh, documentary on the 98 Bulls and Michael Jordan. I think everybody should everybody should literally watch it um, because you, you get a real inside look at what it takes to be a top-level performer like he was. I mean, it's a generational talent, right? But somebody asked him if he was, if he was ever scared to take like a game-winning shot or any shot in general. And Michael Jordan's response was, why would I be scared of missing a shot I haven't taken yet? Right. So like that thought of missing it wasn't even in his own, wasn't even in his mind. He just wanted that opportunity to take that shot. And as, as you watch that documentary, you'll see he missed a lot of last minute shots, 
but at the same time, he made a lot of them too. And that's kind of what this sport is. It's no different than that. It's giving yourself opportunities to hit PRs. And sometimes you're going to hit them. Sometimes you're not going to, but learn from the mistakes that you made, make the adjustments, come back and get it the second time. That's how all sports work. Um, but I think too often we just quantify it in terms of whether we hit a PR or not. And I don't necessarily think that's the most important thing to consider. I think another thing, even though this is a little off topic, um, it's the stability of numbers in training. So there's always this one number that a lift that a lifter can hit on any one of the three lifts under multiple scenarios. So positions, grips, like doesn't matter. They'll be able to hit this number. Eventually what you'll start seeing sometimes, um, and so Jess Ward, who competed at the Arnold, she hit 181 as her third bench there. She hit 181 as her third bench at Nationals. Now, she was probably, I'm making these numbers up because I don't have it in front of me, was probably making 50% of her attempts at 180 pounds in training. So sometimes she'd hit it, sometimes she wouldn't. It just kind of depended on the day. The fact that we hit it both times in competition is is really good to see. Don't get me wrong. After the Arnold, she started hitting it all of the time. So almost every max effort variation we were getting up to, she was hitting 180, 180, 180. And it was starting to move better and move and didn't matter. So even medium grip, close grip didn't matter, 180 pounds. Then she took 185 pounds and hit that. So she had hit that one other time as a pretty sketchy rep, but hit it much more smooth within the rules of competition. So we're seeing a little bit of an improvement there. And she's missed 190 twice. Um, in the gym, but the fact that 180 pounds is stable at this time and it's a consistent number 190 will be there on a good day Especially one where we taper down and we we push the intensity and the comp grip a little bit So she missed 190 on a variation. So it wasn't even like with a wider comp grip. It was with a closer grip So the stability of those numbers and missing 190 she knows what it feels like she got it halfway up It was close. She knows what she has to do the next time that she takes it and those misses go a long way. She's not afraid to reattempt it. She's not afraid to miss it again because that's just how training goes sometimes where you're challenging yourself enough. And don't get me wrong, there's some poor training decisions in there because she's chasing a PR a little bit. But at the same time, she's not somebody who misses a lot of repetitions. And I think it's important at times that we just put the weight on the bar and we challenge ourselves and see what we're, we're made out of. Um, because sometimes that's what a competition is. You take a hard second and you gotta put the weight on the bar to take a third attempt and you gotta see what you're made out of. Um, and, that, and that's what happens here. And I'd rather her miss it here multiple times than miss it on the platform. And that's, that tends to be what happens with us quite a, quite a bit. Um, another scenario, you might have had a hard second deadlift, but you got to add a little bit more weight to that deadlift than what you're expecting because you're trying to pull for a place. Like you need to challenge yourself and to compete like that in the gym so that when your moment comes, it's not the first time you've done this. You're battle tested and you're able to... You're able to put forth your best effort to give yourself the opportunity for a higher placing or some type of record. Um, and, and that's really important. It's a really important concept to train. So sitting here when everybody's like, oh, Kevin misses reps, uh, Kevin loves missed reps and it's stupid and all of, all of this stuff. It's not. There's a lot more to it than just that. Misses literally tell us quite a bit about, about each lifter. And the thought process that they're more dangerous I mean, if it was more dangerous, you'd see everybody missing reps in a meet get hurt. 
They don't. And I'm not putting loads on people's backs or in their hands that they're incapable of lifting. It's not weights that they have, you know, it's not so much more weight than they've ever touched before. Yeah, it might be a five-pound PR here and there, but that's it. We're not taking a 400-pound squatter and trying to put them under 500 pounds of of straight weight. We're just we're not doing those types of things. So they're capable of handling the loads. They're capable of handling the intensity, and sometimes you just miss. Um, but it's not it's not inherently more dangerous. I would argue that doing a heavy set of multiple repetitions is more dangerous like just from a plain common sense thinking if i'm doing a heavy set of five that's just four more chances to get hurt like if there's one rep your your constant your concentration your focus your intent is all into that one rep you are all in for that one rep a set of five you're trying to save some in reserve so that you can get through the set and i think in those cases you run the risk of um injuring yourself a little bit more than you would under maximal weights. Typically we always, we always have spotters. We, I'm watching it most of the time. Um, if I'm not, I've usually given them a number because of what I've seen them do in training. So there's, there's no increased risk of injury in these cases. If they don't have safeties or spots, we're not maxing out on a squat like that. That'd be stupid. Um, but as long as they're set up for it, I don't see the risk, the injury risk increasing at all. Um, and even then, even if they miss, I want to see them strain against that 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 weight. I want to see that attitude and that effort just get stuck, but not but them not quit until their body literally fails them on the repetition. So even if they can't get it, we don't just take it right away. So you know, you can look at some of my videos where like on a bench, maybe get stuck halfway up, but you literally push and you drive into that as long as humanly possible so that you get the training stimulus out of that max effort attempt. So misses not only show us what we did wrong, but there is there is a training stimulus happening there if you're giving your your all in, in that max effort attempt, even if you miss. I mean, if you go to a competition and you watch people lift, They'll go down into the squat. They'll start to come up and just fall right back down. Like they don't even get stuck. They don't hold the weight there. Like that's just giving up. That's the inability to strain and the inability to have the right mindset getting underneath the weight. But when you see somebody go down, come up, get stuck and, and continue. Like if you watch uh, Jess's third squat attempt at the Arnold, like she came down, she gave it her all. She got stuck. Her face was turning red. Like she wasn't going back down. And she just kept trying to drive until she just couldn't drive anymore. That's what every max effort attempt should look like. And that's having the right attitude and the right effort underneath underneath the weight on those attempts. And if you're one of those lifters that is who I was just explaining where you, you don't even budge a bench off your chest, the deadlift doesn't budge off the floor, the squat you go down, you come up and immediately go back down. Like you just do not have an ability to strain and you probably don't have the right mindset getting underneath that weight. And those max effort days and missing reps in the gym will teach you some of that stuff. Um, that's all I have to say on that for now. You can follow me on Instagram. It's KWKNR Team, Precision Powerlifting Systems. Stay strong, Boston.